1: I was lucky this week I caught up with Julie Dolan in my role with NBN Television, so the inaugural captain of the Matildas. She told me, Michael, that when they played their first international against New Zealand, they had 200 fans there. So can you imagine how she feels seeing 75,000 the week before we had a sellout when we played against France, the number five team in the world? Just before we go to Heather... Let's roll in this magical moment in front of 75,000 fans. What a penalty from the captain, Steph Catley. Standing just a step inside the sideline is Courtney Vine. Centres it again. Foul along ball forward. Rasso goes to ground. Penalty! (laughs) Hayley Rasso was caught up among the defenders. She hits the grounds. And the referee, Adina Alves, points to the penalty spot. It'll be her left foot against Courtney Brosnan in goals for Ireland. Catley steps up, right down the middle to Australia. And Stadium Australia has never been noisier. Yeah, she went to the left side. Keeper dove to the...
0: Or according to the uh, (laughs) commentator, straight down the middle. Hit the
1: side net. Keeper went to the right, and uh, what a goal by Steph Catley. Uh. Hey, let's welcome Mick Morley the bald badger is joining us we all love you and thank you so much for lining this up uh this next interview so i might give you the pleasure of doing the intro
0: all right no problems is she ready to go she's
1: ready
0: okay (laughs) heather welcome to uh and saturdays on the coast hi thanks for
2: having me i'm delighted i'm a coastie so yeah for sure i'm I'm happy to speak to you guys and I, i believe you're at plume park it is beautiful the manicured grounds are lovely
1: Yeah, gee, it's great to have you on the show. And it's remiss of me. Uh, Mick didn't do it, but let's rise as one. Standing ovation. Ovation. 130 games (laughs) for your beloved country. And, uh, I mean, share some thoughts with us about Thursday night. And I'm sure you watched it with a lot of former Matildas as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. It it was just such an incredible moment. Really emotional. Um, You know, tears in our eyes because... Yeah, well, I was obviously part of the Matildas alumni that, that have paved the way and the, the women that came before me as well. But um, just the, the stadium, the crowd, the eruption, when Steph Catley uh, finished that penalty cool, calm and collected, it, it, it was a really emotional occasion. And I would definitely say since um, since retiring from the Matildas, probably the, the proudest moment uh, being a former Matilda, especially to see um, the Matildas and Kerr Kernot playing that evening and how we stepped up. Incredible.
0: Heather, I've got to say that, you know, the emotion that comes with and, you know, more so for, you know, you girls that have played or ladies, sorry, that have played uh, for the Matildas and and have, like you said before, uh, laid the foundation. um, This roller coaster that you're going to be on over the next month is going to be unbelievable because there is going to be the highs like there was on Thursday night. There could possibly be the lows. Uh, if Australia are to lose a game or to get eliminated at some stage throughout the final. So, um, have you prepared yourself for that? Because I, I dare say it's not going to be easy.
2: No, it's definitely not easy. World Cup football, the global game, um, on the, this world stage is going to be difficult. Uh, however, I, I, I think, um, and I'm looking at the bigger picture, yes, we, we, we want the Matillas to do well. Yes, we want them to win the World Cup. And, and uh, all Aussies love... Uh, Love winners, and um, Michael, you, you touched on it, Paul. Thank you for watching the Matildas game and not watching the NRL or the Ashes. Yeah,
0: yeah, but, I got tell um, you, I love an event. Heather, I love an event.
2: <laughs> yeah, all you do, but do, do you know what? I, I think people have said in the media that, um, you know, all the fans will come on board if the Matildas continue to keep winning. You know what? The other night is a massive win for Australia, I think, generally in sport, just to see so many mm-hmm. people on board. Um, and know that, and see the global game here in Australia. It, it's just a dream come true.
1: Heather, I'd like to hear who impressed you on the night. And I was reading with interest Adam Peacock this morning. I love his commentary and analysis. He said we simply didn't get it to Mary Fowler enough or Caitlin Ford, and they almost got in each other's way, and we, you know, we should have played in wider areas. But I'd like to get your take on that from Thursday night.
2: Look, I think it was a really tough, aggressive game and I think um, I think that's what we expected in terms of the game plan that Tony Gustafsson put out. I, I think he, he done a really great job because everything that we expected as a nation and, and as a team, um, he was able to nullify defensively. We were really sound. I think Alana Kennedy stepped up Claire Hunt in that central area. It would have been great to see um, Catley and, and, and Ellie um, overlap a little bit more and combine um, with our players up top. But yeah, in terms of getting it to Mary Fowler, just remember Sam has played in that number nine position mm. pretty much, much since um, Tony has come in. So it's about trying to find your feet and to, to, to not have the cohesion that Adam was referring to. I think, I think we did okay in those areas, but we're going to build into the tournament. I think the connection will, will definitely come against Nigeria.
0: I think we also need to bear in mind that you've lost your best player Right, and arguably, you know, one of the best players in the world, if not the best player in the world, you know, a couple of days before this tournament. So all your plans leading up to, you know, this first game, just went out the window. So you know what? They were going to be clunky. They were going to struggle to find the right pass, yeah. which they clearly did at various stages there.
1: Yeah, it's why it's yeah, it's a monumental result in, oh. in my opinion to get the three points. Well, it's w- the
0: first time they've ever done it in a World Cup, the Aussies. To, to, to win their first game. So it is massive from that sense. Um, and, it, you know, it all goes well in terms of where they sit right now, sitting on top of their pool. It's exactly where you want to be.
1: Uh, can I talk for a moment about the Republic of Ireland uh, with you, Heather? Because Mick Morley and I this morning, we were just saying she was the enemy. She was the villain the other night. But Katie McCabe, what a phenomenal footballer. And her corners are some of the best I've seen in world football.
2: Yeah, for sure. Wow. They, they were threatening those corners. Mackenzie Arnold did, did, did brilliantly well in diff, different times to punch the ball out. She's one of my favourite players in, in the world. I, I watch her closely at Arsenal. And the reason why I love her so much is because she's got that old-school aggression. Um, and she's got a quality left peg, um, nearly as good as mine, actually, um, back in the day. But uh, yeah, look, she, she's, she's a really great player. And, and I thought she was fantastic for Ireland. Um, because of her link play, because of her aggression, because of her being able to, you know, change the point of attack brilliantly. Um, but the other player, and I brought her to Australia when I was the coach of uh, Canberra United, was Denise O'Sullivan. She she was the the, 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 the linchpin in in the middle of the park for, for Ireland, and, and we struggled to play against her.
1: Yeah, Mick Morley's got the next question, but uh, I'll just say, this is just me, and my son as well, actually. Yeah. Following the game, I thought there was far too much coverage where the camera, the young lady who gave away the penalty, like, it's, oh, I mean, I don't like to see that. They just showed her constantly at the end of the game. That's my opinion. Mick?
0: Yeah, Heather, Um, I know I know Butch touched on it with uh, with a change in, in probably formation up front, but one criticism I had, and I'd, I'd like your opinion on it, Um, Every time we tried to knock the ball long, it just didn't work. Is that how you saw the game also?
2: Yeah, look, I I think we we started really, really well. We were sharp and cohesive. And as the game game went on, um, Ireland changed tactics in the second half and put us under a lot more pressure. Um, But for our strikers, both Mary and Caitlin are very naturally, they like to drop in. And, it's very, and they like to pick the ball up at their feet. And it's very rare that they like to make a third-man run. That's why I think, in terms of mixing it up um, for the next game against Nigeria, it's going to be really tough because they're really physical. I watched them yesterday. Um, yeah. They need more cohesion. So if Mary drops into the midfield, yeah. we need to see capable of making those third-man runs. And I, I, I don't think they had the partnership that they would have liked um, together. And I think that, that final pass was off. But in, in saying that, I think yeah. I touched on it before is they haven't played a lot of football together, and this is, this is where we can start to build in the tournament their, their collaboration and their connection.
1: Gee, that was a great game between Nigeria and Canada. Yeah. Let's, let's not forget Canada. They're above us on the world rankings. Yeah, yeah,
0: and they had a penalty uh, and were denied by the keeper.
1: Yeah, and then a red card for Nigeria. So that game finished nil all down in Melbourne. Buttes?
0: Yeah, and Steve, I want to touch on, you know, you touched on the, you know, the island girl who gave away the penalty. You know, you know what? I Actually, I didn't mind it. And the reason I didn't mind it was because it actually showed the emotion. Like, actually, you know, she realized what she had done in that moment and, you know, how costly that was to her team. Uh, so I, I like the fact that they showed it and the emotion, you know, behind it all.
1: Oh, I thought it was a bit of overkill, Yeah, personally. Possibly,
0: possibly it was. Maybe I flicked over to the rugby league <laughs> after that. Who knows? <laughs> no, <only> kidding, Heather. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I Heather, like I just... Too. Sorry, Dale?
2: I, I liked it too. I, I think, yeah. you know, you, you're a professional footballer, you're playing on the world stage, you're at a World Cup and big moments win games and big moments lose games and for that particular moment, um, you know, she, she um, gave away a penalty and it's the same thing for the Canadian captain, uh, Christine Sinclair, yesterday. She missed a penalty and the team could have got three points and that's a big moment in, in, in the game. I'm sure she'll never forget that.
1: Yeah, Butes, where I mean it is it was post-match. Yep. So they just stayed on her virtually the whole time. Yeah. But Uh, they did their nation proud. There's no doubt about that.
0: Oh, 100% they did. The Irish were outstanding. I thought they were really tough. Um, They showed that physicality, which I think is important. Um, Heather, from here, Australia take on Nigeria. Again, you you said that you think it's going to be a similar style in terms of the physicality uh, because that's the way they play also.
2: Did you see the the red card? If, if anyone seen the red card <laughs> yesterday, I, <laughs> I did see it. Yeah, yeah,
0: it was horrible, horrible.
2: It was it was horrible. It's going to be more physical than the, the island game. Um, so strap yourself in. Um, wow. These girls, uh, yeah, they are very very physical. And gee, they've got some powerhouses. Um, in you know, all Daga, who's who's a quality player at the place of Barcelona. So it is going to be physical, but we're Aussies and we, we love a physical battle And um, but the thing that we've got is um, we've also got the technical style and, and creativity yep. to be able to overcome their physicality.
1: Heather, I mentioned that I caught up with Julie Dolan earlier this week with MDN Television. She told me that she can't wait to see Alex Chidiak unleashed in this World Cup and that's the other thing she said is that there's a lot of veterans in the World Cup, but we're going to see some young ladies burst on the scene, and do you agree with those sentiments? Who else would you like to see as well?
2: Yeah, for sure. I, Julie Dome's obviously an absolute legend, and um, I, I agree with her. In fact, this morning my dad called me and, and asked me the same thing. How come um, Alex chidiat didn't get a run? She's a very, very different kind of player. She's um, she's very good with the ball at her feet, and... Um, you know, quite a, quite a live wire and, and she mixes things up a little bit so I'm sure I'm sure we'll see her throughout the campaign um, the player that you probably wouldn't notice because she's a hard working midfielder but um, the youngest in the team or one of the youngest in the team to Mary Fowler is Kyra Cooney-Cross she's mm. unbelievable she's playing yeah. in the midfield at the moment um, and she's playing um, over Emily Van Egmon who's a veteran of, of the Matildas um, so she's certainly a gun Um We've seen Courtney Vine again, young gun, and he's flooding all these players. Claire Hunt, who's starting in the team, um, just a little bit about her. I coached her at Canberra United. Uh, she's 24. She made a debut for the Matildas only six months ago, and um, she looks like she's she's certainly not out of place in terms of her playing that vital role of, uh, of centre back. So we've got some um, we've got some power off the bench. Another po- player who plays in the midfield. Another player that that, that I coached, who is. Unassuming but really, really good is a Claire Wheeler. Um, you know, came from the Newcastle area. Played at Sydney University. So gee, we've got some we've got some great young blood that not only is going to play at this World Cup, but at future World Cups as well. So the depth is there. It's fantastic.
1: Heather, could you preview the game? That it's an early game today. United States. Uh, aiming for three in a row, so that's unprecedented in both men's and women's football. And they take on Vietnam. So that game at Eden Park, a little later in the day, where we see England, world number four, for the first time. They'll take on Haiti tonight at 7:30. But firstly, your thoughts on the Americans?
2: Yeah, look, I, I I just watched a clip of the Americans walk off the uh, walk off the plane and in, in, into their bus, and they look schmick. They they're all in these. Uh, Classy suits and um, they mean business, but it, but again they don't they don't have the best veterans that they had in in the last World Cup, and they've got some young blood that is coming into this Women's World Cup, uh, led by you know Alex Morgan and and um, Megan Rapino who's announced her retirement. But they're going to be good. They're always good. They've got this winning mentality. Um, they never think they're going to lose. They're very athletic, um, but I'm predicting, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to win their game today against Vietnam. Obviously, they had a very similar game in, in Thailand's uh, last Women's World Cup. They'll win, win it convincingly today. However, I, I'm, I'm predicting that USA are going to have an upset, so they're not going to make the final this Women's World Cup. So, And the reason for that is the, the lack of experience within their squad.
1: Wow! There you uh, go. You've heard it here first. Uh, okay, so if they're not going to make it, who's your prediction to make the final?
0: Well,
2: it's un-Australian not to say Australia, but if we were to take mm-hmm. Australia out of the equation, and we only saw glimpses, glimpses of them the other night, and are in third gear, but France. I think I think France are, are quality, and um, hopefully we don't play them in the in the um, in the semi-finals. Australia doesn't play play France, but I think we would have to. Um, but I, I think they look red hot. They have got a great hey. coach. Um, he's just come from the Saudi men's side of things, and he's French, and he's a quality coach.
0: Heather, can I ask you about Spain? They won three nil against Costa Rica last night um, or yesterday. But my son was telling me they had something like 43 shots, like shots at goal, like throughout that game, which yeah. is just remarkable. Obviously, they have got plenty of attacking yeah. ability. I'm mm. assuming.
2: Absolutely. Spain are flying under the radar because there was a a player revolt 12 months ago and there's about five or six players from Barcelona that haven't um, been selected or or didn't want to play for the national team, which has weakened Spain. But where they played some good football. They play a -a ticker-tacker style of football and and they were hot. It could have been over 10-0 last night. But again, um, Spain are flying under the radar for that particular reason. But they've got one of the best players in the world um, playing for them to tell us. And um, she didn't start last night, so I'll play her into the tournament. But they're one to watch as well.
1: Heather, two final questions. Mick Morley's got the penultimate question.
0: Wow! Thanks, mate. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Heather, um, <laughs> Katrina Gorry. Uh, she's the Matildas. Uh, Justin Isbitt. She's she's unbelievable, isn't she? She's a little small dynamo, uh, pocket rocket. She's. Uh, she's uh changes the game a little bit she's uh she's here there and everywhere what what's your thoughts on um on gory
2: yeah absolutely for all the coasties we obviously love our our central coast mariners and um so brilliant that, that we won the final uh it was incredible i was there um but nizzy yes i, I don't normally love a comparison but i, I would have mm. to say for all the coasty fans Katrina train Gorry is definitely like um is, but it, you know she picked up the ball her defense is Capabilities. Um, she wins wins the ball back really quickly. Her work ethic um, is unbelievable, and she, she's she's the glue to this um, this Matildas from from back to front for sure. Yeah, so yeah, it's a really good contrast Nick. Mick.
1: Yeah, she's a uh, she's everything we love about football. The way she played the other night, just a couple of wayward passes, but you would you know what you're going to get every single game from her. Uh, I was listening to uh, Saturdays in the Gong when I was driving in. They had Julie Porter on. So a legend played a junior football with the rule, And then I've mentioned yep. a few times I caught up with Julie Dolan. So my question to you, Heather, is about the Trailblazers and who were your heroes when you were coming through. And I believe, did you start in that Marconi system? And tell us more about some of the women who inspired you. And I think that's what Football Australia has done really well is galvanising all the former Matildas to come together for this campaign.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Football Australia has done really well. Um, we've certainly um, embraced the Matildas alumni and, and before the game, we had a function with Matildas alumni, over, over 100 alumni before the match, um, flying in from, from across Australia, which was brilliant. As a youngster, I started at, at six years old. I grew up in Campbelltown and um, played for Leppington Lions, which um, I, I played there. My dad played there and co- coached me there. And um, in terms of going through, through the, the system, my, my first um, rep club was Marconi, and I looked up to Anissa Tandabi, Julie, Julie Murray, who, who was a striker, and also Katrina Boyd that um, resided in, in Sydney. So I had plenty of people to look up to and, and to put their arm around me and inspire me. Um, however, I was always the only the only girl. I went to Westfield Sports High School. Uh, Michael, you're you're a casual teacher there when I was when I was there, <laughs> believe it or not. Very,
0: very casual. Very casual. I must say, very Mr. casual. Uh, so,
2: uh, yeah, I, I had I had plenty of role models, but if it wasn't for the women that came before me and for my era, I don't think we would be here today. So I'm super grateful for for um, where we've been, but where we're actually at at the moment.
1: Uh, Butes, do you remember a young Heather Garriott coming through your class? Please. In in mathematics uh, part (coughs) two? Mate,
0: I was the most (laughs) casual teacher in the world. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I went there, I babysat, and I got out of there. That was it. That was the extent of it. Although there was plenty (laughs) of talented kids that were there. Like Heather clearly... And I don't know whether I can take any sort of credit for her going on to play for Australia, because I can certainly take credit for Michael Clark going on. Uh, um, there was a lot of, like, a lot of the uh, footballers. Uh, I think Bryce, G- Bryce, Gibbs, Dean Hallitow went on to play for New Zealand. There's plenty, of Luke, uh, yeah. Liam Fulton. There's plenty of guys there that went on and did big and better things. But, but I, none of
1: them came through your chemistry or biology or advanced maths classes. No, 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 none of that stuff.
0: No, probably the. Yes, that's right. You know what? i tell you what I did do, right? And I'd walk into the classroom. I, I promise you, I walked into the classroom as the teacher and I said, listen, I don't care what you do, okay, because I've got nothing for you to do. I've got, my nu- I've got my newspaper here, okay? I've got my newspaper. I want to read
1: it, get something
0: out in front of you, and yeah. don't make enough noise that the teacher next door needs to come in, okay? So, We're so, so you're
1: like Jack Black in School of Rock. Mate, it was
0: terrible. I'm not proud of it, but that's what I did. That was casual (laughs) teaching one hundred
1: and one. Yeah, you're an embarrassment, (laughs) dudes. But your one saving grace is that you're watching the FIFA Women's World Cup. Yes, it is in twenty twenty three. Heather, been a pleasure to have you on the show. What's your next media commitment?
2: I've got the day off. I've got the the day off today. I've got a big day tomorrow though. Um, I've got France. We're covering France tomorrow, so I can't wait. My husband's French, so he'll be at the game, and I'll be in the studios.